Mike. Hey, John. What's going on, my brother? My guy. What's the word? Hey. Uh, the word is, this is the Coldest It Takes podcast. We're back. Coming to you live. Coast to coast. I'm one of your hosts, Mike, out in Massachusetts. You can follow me on Twitter at ST underscore Katzer. And I'm going to toss it up to my man, John, out in California. He's going to introduce himself, and we're going to get right into the pod. John, I got a lot of funny stuff to yeah. get you with tonight. Yes, a lot of good stuff to talk about. John J. Pat, uh, John Wick, uh, on, on the socials. Follow us everywhere the podcasts are being heard. You should be listening to Cold Sticks. And, Mike, what are we going to start with? Because I got one off the, off the, off the cuff if, it, if, if you don't have one. And I think we might be in the right – we may be in the same uh, uh, realm here with the new Celtics coach. Oh, okay. I, I Okay. Okay, right off the rip, we're going to get right into it here. This is the coldest it takes, uh, but have to remind the people that this podcast is available everywhere. No excuses. Yes. Uh, that's what I thought you meant, you know, that there was no excuse oh. not to listen to the podcast and like and well, subscribe to it. Uh, yes. But with all that being said, Let's get right into it. You know, we are, you know, John may be out in California, but, you know, we are Massachusetts guys through and through. Right. John John reps it out in California better than yes. 95, 99% of the people. Uh, but, John, who's the new coach? I, I literally have no idea. So it's an assistant uh, uh, that's been around the league for a while, uh, getting promoted. Uh, uh, you die. Dunka, I don't really know how to say his name because I've only read it. I haven't heard it, but um, I know it's a, a guy who was an assistant. Uh, he's an African American fella, which uh, I will. I mentioned that to uh, uh, lead to a bigger point that uh, I'm get I'm building to Mike because uh, Jason Williams uh, uh, over here, uh, he had a tweet that went very viral after the Celtics hired uh, him today. And uh, the tweet said that uh, congratulations on the Celtics for hiring their first African-American coach. Now, Mike. (laughs) 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 Now, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. Mike, I want to start out with saying something. Uh, Jason Williams, he is living in California, so wherever his man is that is giving him his kind of herb, uh, uh, we need to all focus on getting, on getting that because, Mike, what is he even talking about here? Bro, uh, <laughs> I think he's talking about historically. I mean, Celtics might be the whitest franchise. Not only basketball, but like sports. Like, Right, top ten. You put you put them in the top ten franchises for sure. Uh, but, but yeah, you know, I think this is a long time coming. You know, I basically think. What were you saying that this guy's role was? Well, so so first of all, Jason Williams is an idiot because uh, he's the, the analyst. You know, uh, Jay Williams from uh, from, from Duke. Duke. The guy was yeah, the guy was an analyst on ESPN. Was very polarizing guy. You know, right. uh, but but he, also the first African American head coach in the NBA was Bill Russell, who was the coach of the Celtics. So first of all, right, he's of wrong, course, he's wrong on that. Also, does anybody forget Doc Rivers won a championship <laughs> in Boston? So then, Mike, it, it gets even yo, better. It yo, gets even Doc better. Rivers. Right, Mike. It Doc, gets even. 
yeah. the most under-realized uh, under yeah. coach in NBA history, bro. Like, how do you how do you come out and tweet that shit? Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, so, Doc Rivers so, is in the, was in the playoffs. Right. Doc Rivers literally just led a team to the playoffs. So, like, <laughs> I, got a, I got one more, okay? It gets even funnier. Because this sounds a like world. a stupid story. What you know world. what he did? You know what he did, Mike? He said that he got hacked. He went with the he got hacked. He has now changed his password. Dude, just say you were wrong, man. <laughs> like, come on. You can't go with the I got hacked and you work at ESPN. Come on, dude. Yeah, but, that's like my- that's like the easiest cop out. Like unless and if you have proof. You know, like uh Yeah. I don't know. But I just thought that that was hysterical. That instead of just admitting he was wrong, he he went with the I got hacked. And you know what? I haven't seen a good that I got hacked lately from, uh, you know, from a from like a sports reporter when they get yeah. the news wrong. I I haven't heard one lately, so it was kind of refreshing in that sense. But I I don't know. I, don't know. I think he I think he just <laughs> forgot for a few minutes. Oh yeah. What's uh, yeah. transpired? <laughs> Thousands because honestly, like, and one of the last guys doing it right, CP3 and Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns got the old teach and the new DeAndre Ayton, and all them. John, what are you? The Suns, Mac run. So. I th- I think um it's Giannis's time. Like uh, if any time was now, it would be really? for him for him to win a championship. Uh, this is the time. I don't think it's the Clippers' year. I really do think the Suns are good. Uh, and, but I don't know if the Suns can beat Giannis down the middle. Aiton is good though, so that would be nice to see. Chris Middleton sometimes just shows up all of the time. I'm watching right, him yeah, in the game. Chris, Chris Middleton is like the X factor of X factors right now. Right? Like, why, we, he just shows up. I love it. Uh, I mean, it, Mike, it's great to see new guys on a stage. Maybe Booker gets hot and he just, he's undeniably going to be a champion. I mean, it, it's very, like, he had 70 points against the Celtics. I mean, I've seen him get hot. So, you know, uh, who knows? <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. Like, I think the Suns would be a fun team to, uh, you know, win the whole thing. Like, I believe, I mean, it's been a minute since our last pod, but I believe before the playoffs started, I, you know, we were talking about the Suns, you know, potentially going on the run. And, and you know what? Here we are. Here uh, we are. I think and it's gotta, crazy, Some Mike. good pieces. I, Suns, Bucks, Finals? Like, sure. Ooh. I'll be into that. And Mike, the Suns are up two nothing, and they didn't have Chris Paul yet. So there could really like the Suns could probably sweep. Well, if, if, uh, if, if Chris back. Paul comes, yeah, if Chris Paul <laughs> comes back, you know, then they're they're pretty much golden. I, I mean, the thing the thing is just like how how many uh, fights the Phoenix Suns, you know, they're getting into. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. they're just, like, they just, like, have so much momentum, man. The last one seemed a little yeah. bit more questionable. The first one was, like, the chillest of fights, you know? Couldn't get more chill. Right. And, like, I uh, I, I really appreciated it, though, that uh, that they are the scrappy team. 
you know, like if you're going to have a, 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 a an ad, or an identity, if you will, the Clippers are like, I don't know what their identity is. It's sometimes Kawhi, but then it's sometimes uh, playoff P, but playoff P stinks. Uh, so I don't know. Um, I don't know, Mike. To be, to be honest, man. And if, if you think about it, man, when Kawhi won as Toronto, the situation was weird. Like, like you said, like, whoever is connected, you know, whatever story he's going to, you know, he's got that cure relief. I don't know. Um, yeah. Mike. Yo, it it wouldn't be the coldest it takes podcast if we didn't have some connection issues. But that's what well, you get, you know, going from Massachusetts to California on all podcast platforms. You know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. When every podcast platform, it is the coldest it takes podcast. Mike, um, I gotta I, I gotta switch gears for you here. Yeah, uh, let's do it. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm sad about our Bruins. They didn't they didn't make it. They didn't have enough stuff against the Islanders. Uh, it, you know, it stinks. Uh, we're out, but I've been watching this Islanders team a little scrappy. Uh, you know, Mike, I don't think I gave them enough credit. What do you think? Uh, they're, they're decent. Uh, to be honest with you, John, I, I like checked out after uh, the Bruins, to be honest. Okay. Uh, I, I did see that the Islanders lost handedly the other night. I think, you know, uh, I think the Canadians have been playing better, but. To be honest, man, like I was, I was kind of frustrated with the Bruins. I thought we had more time in the playoffs, and I, I was kind of pissed. So, right. uh, you know, I stepped away, went outside a little bit more. That's right. And uh, you know, I, <laughs> yep. I, I don't know. I just, uh, I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't watch that Islander series, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, despite them being scrapped, basketball to me is like really fun. Where like it, everything's really hyped. The people are hyped. You know they're fighting after games, but in hockey, man, like I'm so tuned up for like my hockey team that I I don't know. I'm I, it, it hurts. Yeah, yeah. It, it it wounded you, Mike, a little bit this year. But Mike, we do have to remember, and this is what uh, you know uh. My girlfriend told me right when they lost, I was pissed. And she goes, well, UMass still won the national championship this year. Right. We can always fall back on that. So, Mike, regardless of whatever happens this year, you know, because there's going to be a real team who wins a real NBA championship, not the Mickey Mouse championship that whatever that was last year. uh, You know, we we can always hang our hat, Mike, uh, on, on a Massachusetts team won a title this year. And it was our UMass. It was our boys. Uh, over at the Minutemen. So that's what I'm trying to hang my hat on. You're right, Mike. It, it, it stings. But I need to, any team but the Canadians to win. Like, seriously. Uh, I, I can't have the Canadians be my Stanley Cup champions, Mike. I, just, I, I You know, there's like there's things in life you can't have. Well, I mean, you know, uh, Flurry hasn't been playing pretty solid and Terry Price is absolutely be. John, mm-hmm. what what is the opposite of standing on your head? So if, like, you know how the saying is like, oh, the yes. you know, standing on my head. What would be oh, the opposite of that? You're you're a sieve. A, well, yeah, a sieve. Yeah. But what? So the literal trans. We know this. The sieve. Yeah. Yes. 
the literal opposite though would that be like sitting on your hands yeah probably all right and so then, next, that means next you're not... UMass hockey game I'm at I'm yelling that yeah I like that Mike and could you get a reaction out of the people right have you ever gotten a reaction out of an athlete like uh, while you were at a game, I don't know. I just remember. I I just remember at a UMass hockey game. You know, while we were talking about the the flagship, yeah. because you're right. You're right, John. You know, it, it's been some time since they won, and I I guess I I that's good perspective. You know, as bad as, yeah. as bad as some sports things get, you know, I I was there when UMass was grinding. You were there when right. UMass was grinding. I remember. You know. You know, people, they don't always see the vision in college hockey. You have the Hockey East, the toughest division in college college hockey, the toughest division. They talk a lot about Minnesota, but they forget Massachusetts. We're doing something. We did win. So that that makes me feel absolutely fantastic. So, Mike, I got to bring a little light to your day with that. You know, I, I it, when it comes to the Bruins, I know we're, 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 all, we're all upset, but we, we are the champions of hockey at, at one level in Massachusetts. And it feels good. Feels good. Got to love it. Uh, and, Mike, I got to ask about – you were talking about the, the basketball fighting at the end of, uh, of games. This league, Mike – is absolutely ridiculous. It's at an all-time high. It's. It, it, I mean, can we talk about it, please? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let, let, you know, we we gave like serious analysis of the games. You know, yeah. The NBA playoffs is electric. It seems like fans are back. <laughs> you know, fans are are going nuts every single Sons night. And four guys, sons and four guys. Yeah, but that was so chill. <laughs> you know, that was so yeah. chill. You got you got sons and four guy. You know, he he beat him up in in like a nice way. He was like, well, he was like, you did wrong, shot. yeah, and you did wrong. You get your butt kicked. But then at the same time, at the same time, <laughs> the dude comes out and he's like, hey, no, I don't have any black eyes. Like it's not that. It's not. I didn't get punched in the eye. I got I got hit in the nose. It's different. Like, which is true. True. Like, I love, I love that guy. Uh, just because of the pure fact that it, it is really the most emasculating thing you it's could the most twenty twenty one thing you could do. Like the most like, modern. You get thing you beat. Right you now. get beat up. You get humiliated live on camera, and then he throws the sons and four right in your face. <laughs> like, that is just. <laughs> tremendous i love this guy and you're right the, the fans being back mike it just makes me appreciate it i've been watching no, a lot it's of cool you it's, know it's really john but i'm aren't you though at the heart of it like kind of like hey like stop fighting all the time. right 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 we don't need to fight in the stands we gotta we, as fans we gotta remember we're it's a privilege to be back it's not well a, no right. no like yeah. the sons and four guy had every right to yes. you know beat his ass but i'm talking the other night like they were fighting in the halls like in yeah on the way yeah like, that that's was rough too much. that's too much you know like, get, um, out, get out of the stadium man it, yeah that's too much you know we don't need any of that um, but you know what? It, it, 
in some way, Mike, again, I'm trying to spin all this positive here because we started off positive, we've got to keep it positive, right? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That maybe it's a sign that we are getting back to normal because these stories have been coming out for years about fans being well, yeah. rowdy. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just that, you know, we have cameras <laughs> now, everyone's yeah. back, oh, and, yeah. and everyone's just on so much juice. Like, I, if you watch any of these games – these NBA playoff games yes. are nuts, man. The, the it's loud. Like you can tell, like your volume on your TV when you're watching, you know, is at an an adequate volume. But yes. the decibels, they're still pumping, and you can tell, like you can tell, yes, that the the Suns fans were absolutely rocking. Like it's comparable to these Euro matches. Almost. Ooh, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's talk about it, Mike. Um, you know, I've, I've been watching them a lot. I love that they're on during the daytime. I'm at home, you know, working from home. So uh, it's nice to have that on in the background because, Mike, it's nonsensical what these announcers say. It is so ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, uh, international <laughs> soccer is the best because – of the not only the announcers but it's like the cameraman as well because yeah it's like where it's like where do you where do you place the beautiful what it's like do we go do we go beautiful woman fan fan do we go yep. fan fan beautiful woman what what's the game plan here and, Ryan and fan, what, <laughs> yeah oh tarps off you know guys with tarps off you know when they score where do we go mike i don't know but it's yeah. wonderful it, it is wonderful, you know, uh, you know, but also, though, you know, T's and P's for, you know, Erickson and, you know, that whole thing, you know, that, you know, I, I'm just glad, I, I'm just glad everybody recognized what was going on. I, I would like yeah. to, you know, speak on that, like, real fast. Because because yeah, no 99% of the time, the person is flopping. Right. So, I'm just glad that, you know... His teammates were really aware of what was going on. It, it happened at, in. If you saw the clip, you know mm-hmm. that's all that needs to be said. But yes. in in the world we live in now, with in in international soccer, uh, it is a flop fest. Yes. So it could have broke the other way. Right. And the fact that it was immediately recognized by the teammates and how quickly those medical staffs reacted and the players, you know, giving them a little bit of privacy just shows to you that, you know, Mike, and to your point a little bit about the fans fighting in the stands, it's bigger than sports sometimes, guys. And we need to relax, chill out, appreciate it, and remember what, you know, these athletes do to their bodies to give us this entertainment. So let's not, you know. Uh, right. You know, hurt anybody else in the process, right? Like, right, this, right. This, things could get scary quick. And uh, I think with Erickson, I mean, as, as the fact that he's, uh, you know, up and at, at, yeah, up and yeah. at him. But, yeah, he, he had the surgery. Everything was successful. He's, he's recovering uh, so far so successfully. Mike, you know, life is scary. And, uh, yeah. and uh, the yeah, fact that sure. we – Saw that and uh, the passion and everything. And and the thing about Euro, too, is the pageantry of it is very big. And even that was dropped, Mike, for, you know what I mean? Even the announcers, like, there was no music in the background. You know, they really made sure that you got, that everybody remembered that it was a moment that we should, uh, uh, you know, take to heart. So that's my piece. I mean, I mean, you're right. And, you know, to hit you with, 
the uh, the Euro announcer word that I know you want. You know, that's class. Okay? Yes. That is class. It's class. There's nothing. There's nothing better when you see mm-hmm. classy sportsmanship, classy soccer on the pitch. Uh, yeah. It's great. Uh, that's the thing to get to, back to your original point of the announcers and everything. Uh, the terminology. Love, love <laughs> Can it. Can we Ab- talk absolutely. about it for a second? Absolutely. Because my my girlfriend walks by and she goes, "Oh, you're watching soccer again?" And I was like, "How'd you know?" And she goes, "I could just hear the announcers saying the stupidest things. That was a cheeky challenge from <laughs> from him or something like. It's so cre- It's so funny. You know, he had to have it. It had to be his game. It was his goals that he had. I'm like, what he had to have it. Like, what do you make a deal with the devil and that he was going to have a couple goals? Like, what are we talking about here? And yeah, it's it just I, I love so it. ridiculous. So I, like, I love, I love that whole, uh, the, the whole dialogue between <laughs> the two. It, it, it's spectacular, and it carries to anything that you watch with, like a you know a British announcer or something. Like, I I watch a lot of this. Uh, there's a couple of like golf YouTubers that I like, yeah. and they're like English dude, and they literally say that's class all the time, yeah. and and it's so funny. And then you hear it in Euro, and it's like, oh, it's so it's so funny. You got these yeah. dudes falling on the ground, they're grabbing their their freaking tri- their their yeah. shins, and they got hit in the freaking arm on the left right. side. Like it is great. It is. there's nothing better than international soccer makes you feel like a kid all the time and mike i gotta say feeling like a kid uh things that we grew up with watching that were very good are apparently still very good and you know the teams i'm talking about oh six world cup champs your boys from italy what do you think, man? I mean, three three zil didn't let up a goal. You know, scored seven. I mean, that's pretty good, man. They're looking uh, looking they're pretty looking good. Like what do you think? Win the tournament. Ooh, are you calling win the, like win the tournament? Yeah, you're calling Italy to win the tournament. That's your that's your team. You're going with it. I like it. Yeah, you know, like everything's shaking out the other way. Mm-hmm. I like what you, that. What are, you, what are you thinking? On got, the, the unfortunately, unfortunately, I've got to go. It's a boring pick, Mike, but I got to go with France. I really do. Uh, I think that's so. The you team. think France is that good? Yeah, they they will be that good. They're so deep. Uh, just like just through their t- their middle, they're so deep. They have a really good goalie. Um, it's tough, man. They're they're a really good, solid team. So I, I mean, they. Two two PK goals from Cristiano Ronaldo today. I mean, okay, Cristiano, calm down with all your European goals. Well, Eighty-five percent of them, eighty-five percent of them, like are PKs. So I'm done with him uh, on on those and how great he is and all that. Because uh, Lewandowski okay. scored some real goals. Today. The cool off is going to happen. The cool off is going to is going to happen. This is this is what I predict to happen. Okay. Okay. We have we're we're gonna have Denmark <laughs> smoking the competition of Wales. We're gonna have Italy smoking Austria. We're gonna have we're gonna have the Netherlands coming through on Sunday against the Czechs. We're gonna have Belgium beating Portugal. The cool off is gonna happen there. Belgium. Oh be, yeah. And and that's where I think you know because Belgium I think could possibly give France a run. Like France, yes. France 
is really good, but I think Belgium potentially could match up. Like, I don't know if they could face off. Like, I don't know how that's going to shake out. But France is definitely going to be, the you know, Switzerland. But I don't know. Germany or Belgium could beat France, and that's where it gets shaky. John, did you see the video of, like, the song that was made for all the French players? And I, it was like the, you know, it was on TikTok. It was like probably the best, one of the best TikToks I've ever seen. No, uh, I haven't. And uh, so what was happening, like, uh, in this one? So it was basically before the game. And they had some dude, I would assume he was like a rapper or R&B sensation of some sort in France. And he came out. And he had this whole song for, you know, the French national team where he introduced every single player by name and, like, rapped Ooh. bars to it. Ooh. It's on, like, to, you, you could search, like, France, Euro. I got to find it. Yeah, I got to find yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Here's keywords, keywords here. Uh, France, Euro, song, TikTok. And then, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And then that should be pretty much golden. And it was awesome. It, yeah. it was like the most wholesome thing that I've seen out of uh, this tournament, and I strongly recommend. And that's what, and that's the only reason why I think France could win the whole thing. Okay, it's strictly because of uh, social media. Po- I like this. I like <laughs> this, Mike. No, like this is the kind of shit I want to get behind, right? Like it's so ridiculous that it, it that it actually could be true. Right, like you know, like because of a TikTok video, one because Drake wore a shirt that they lost the championship. Right, like I love those kind of little things that are just so hey, absurd. You know the, what I mean? The the team might be playing good, and I think it's because of this song. I'm telling you, man. Right. Like I I, I don't right. know if they're doing it. I don't think they're doing it at every game. I don't know what game they did it for, uh, but. It, it's great. I could imagine. Imagine if they did this great song and then your team loses like that. That would stink. But yeah, there's no way. There's no way because the you song is it. that good. Yeah, you can't have that. Um, you know, like Little Wayne did Green and Yellow before the Super Bowl for the Packers and they won. But that song would be really trash if they lost, right? Like Wiz Khalifa did it right after, right before or after uh, when Pittsburgh won the Super Bowl, whatever it was. But no, it would be trash if it was before and they lose, right? So you got to have a lot of confidence to throw that out there. So this uh, this guy, I mean, yeah. it's a lot. I I, I got to side with him. Like, I, I think, uh, you know, my, my point stands, I'm going to go with France. Uh, but these games are just wonderful. Uh, they're so ridiculous. Uh, the, the, the announcing, of course, is absurd. The, the pageantry of... The flopping the, the fans—it's ridiculous. Yeah, like you'll be you—you'll you'll watch some some international Euro. It, no, and it's also because we're we've gone back in time. You know, mm. it's twenty twenty one, but it's Euro twenty twenty. So, yes, of course. So you'll be watching this, <laughs> and you'll you, you know you'll leave and go get something out of the fridge, and you'll pour a drink. And then just because you can, you know, you'll pull you'll tr- you'll pull a fake red card out of a fake pocket that you have in your shirt because you don't even have a pocket in your shirt, but you yeah. still want to pull a hypothetical red or yellow card. And yes. you know, it, it's it's great. 
I love it. Mike, um, I, 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 I shout out the show all the time out here, but Leonard Kenny has a, a, a whole show. It's kind of like Always Sunny, right? But where they just do a thing where you can give somebody a red card, a yellow card, and then a red card, and then you don't have to listen to what they have to say anymore. <laughs> like, yeah see like it's perfect which is a great concept so i love that uh you know that kind of stuff and uh i mean and the 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 gestures you know from the referees and, uh, and the var stuff it, and it makes europeans mad about var which i love i love var i think it's ridiculous strictly because it makes the europeans mad about it and they're like it's ruining the game and i'm like no this is great they still play while they review mike have you seen that yeah it's it's the oldest it's the oldest <laughs> game it's like it's like golf man it, yeah. it got, there's more rules in golf than it, it's 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 insane it's yes. insane uh now mike and, speaking and, of golf there's a good transition by you right there oh shoot because Mike, we gotta talk about it. Oh, we do have to talk about Rambo. So, what do you think? What do you think, Mike? Dude, uh, I think it's tell awesome. Tell me about it. Rom won. Uh, for people who don't know, U.S. Open champion, first guy. first champion. Yep, yep. Uh, first time champion, Mike. Well deserved. Kid's great. I mean, he's really good. He's been good for a while. So glad to you, you know you love to see it, Mike. It was uh, he was due. He was yes. Ooh, yeah, good, you know, good, some good might yeah. say, uh, you know, horses for courses. And, mm. uh, you know, this definitely applies. Also, though, what applies is he unfortunately had to withdraw from the Memorial Tournament when he had a four-stroke lead heading into Sunday uh, because of, you know, COVID-19. And so he rallied from that, yes. got, got it done in a tournament where – Honestly, this is what I thought. I thought it was going to be a lot lower scoring. Uh, the the Tory Pines showed its teeth uh, for sure. You know, the the last U.S. Open at Tory Pines was in two thousand and eight or right. yeah, yeah two thousand eight. Tiger, Tiger and uh, Tiger and Rocco. Yeah, and they went uh, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and in U.S. Open. Uh, you know, Tiger was on a like a broken knee, like he had a knee thing. You know, everybody knows Tiger's story. This is, you know, this is about Rob. But anyway, uh, Tiger on the knee. The thing people don't know about the U.S. Open, fun fact, is, you know, if you tie, you have to play a whole 18 holes. It doesn't get more traditional than the U.S. Open. That's Thankfully, right. John Rob didn't have to do that. But yes, it's he not basically won. Death. In a field that like didn't really want to win, I thought. I, <laughs> okay, good, good. I'm yeah, glad. dude, I really, I really thought <laughs> those scores were gonna be a lot lower. Like, I re- Tory Pines is a gettable course for a lot of yeah. these pros. Like, uh, I, I really truly believe it, and I, I think the course, I think the course won. Ooh, Mike, so. You're- the victory was with Rom, but overall the course won. You would say he didn't beat yeah, the course. I mean, Rom, Rom was he the won the tournament, golfer. didn't beat the course. No, Rom, Rom beat the course because he won the tournament, obviously. 
Obviously, that's how that's how it goes. Yeah, Everyone I'm else made it. Silly. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't win. But you know, Rom, Rom, he is a a, a he he's a very pack. I like John Rom actors. He just like lays it all out there, and yeah. uh, it's just it was cool. I was glad I was glad he got it done. It was a it was a fun tournament to see. I liked all the the Brooksy stuff going on with yes. Brooks and Shambo. Like that was pretty cool too. So Mike, where do you, you land on that argument? Uh, I, I think you're, you are strictly on uh team, team Kepka. Yeah, dude. I, yeah. yeah I Brooks, think it's Brooks, gotta Kepka, be right. Like, yeah, here, here, I'm going to, I'm going to paint a picture here, you know? Oh, so you just have to imagine yourself like, in your like college years or something and being obsessed with golf and it's two o'clock in the morning and you're watching the European tour and Mm. it's Brooks Kapka and he's from America and he's like a tall athletic looking dude and you're like oh cool like you know this guy's kind of like me you know he's an athlete he's he's trying to you know play golf he walks like this like right you know uh he is the same guy from 10 years ago than that he is now he 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 the way he walks the way he talks the way he hits the golf ball it is is great i'm huge brooks kepler stan and standing on Bryce <laughs> Kapka. And you know, Mike, I wanted to give Bryson a chance. I really did. Mike, I I, I tried my hardest. Well, but... well, here's here's what you gotta do with Bryson, uh before you go, John, is because yes. is you gotta take you know, you uh, I applaud what Bryson is doing, you know, how he thinks about the game. Right. And 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 what he does, try to, you know, improve his odds at winning tournaments and stuff you got to take what bryson does and do what bryson does differently like did you see him working out doing the curls like that was rough that was like right really, really rough like right his form, like is, his form is terrible right he's right he should have never been lifting like that that much weight uh so, so, so you you take what he does repurpose it do it better Okay. Because Bryson thinks he's doing it better than you, but realistically, you're Got doing it. it better than him. And that's what I think Brooks is thinking. Got it. Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. And plus, Brooks is, you know, a multi champion versus, right. And that matters in golf. On the course, I know golfers say, you know, oh, it doesn't matter that I'm not invited to the Masters dinner or, you know, like, you know, all that stuff where, like, I haven't won it yet, or, you know, like, a, you're a Ricky, or Ricky Fowler or something, right? But, like, when you're Roy McIlroy, when you, you're Brooks Koepka, when you win a few uh, majors, you're different. You're in a different light, man. You are uh, you are held in a better perspective. And even though Bryson's got one, uh, you know, Brooks has got, what, four? Three. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's got four. Four. So, you know, he – He's the the alpha in the room, and Bryson's you know the little brother trying to get at him. And you know what? I kind of like it, though. I really do. I like the idea that there's a a villain in golf again, right? You know, like yeah, can we get can we get fun. a Phil Phil Tiger rivalry, right? 
you know, can we get a but Bryson Mike, he's ruined Scully Caps now. I can't wear a Scully Cap anymore. I'm very upset about it. Uh because that, that just goes with golf and he's ruined it. Are you um, talking about like the driving cap? Yeah, Scully Cap. That's what it's called. Scully Cap. Oh, I thought it was called a driving cap. Yeah, but same thing. Driving cap, scully cap. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, Kleenex tissue. It's gotcha. yeah, I think it's kind of the same thing. But yeah, gotcha. you know what yeah, I mean? No, he's he does ruin it. it. He does. Oh, he does. A little bit. Like a little he bit. Ruined like because it's not like as cool. Uh you know, like he could I, I feel like Bryson should wear a visor. You know what? That's perfect. Because Brooks not, could not be... even a traditional one, like a big one. Right. Like a a, a, a Bubba Watson one. Right? Like you, you know Bubba Watson's got the big one. You know, he's got that big uh the visor. He's a big visor guy. Um Bubba Watson, man, he really remember when he had that floating uh boat on his golf course when he was winning? Uh I, I remember that he had like a hovercraft. Yeah, uh, that, I've seen, yeah, I've seen yeah. But that was like early, early uh Bro. Twitter and internet. <laughs> so Bubba Watson, Ricky Fowler, and a couple other tour pros, their you know, their names are Ben Crane and Hunter Mahan. Mm. They had a music video and they were called the Golf Boys. And it was a whole music video of these Stop dudes it. running around a fairway on a golf course. You don't remember this? No. This, wow. No, it's a real oh, thing. Boy. This is like really? this is like this is uh, Ricky Fowler before, way before the Ryder Cup. You know, everyone remembers. Oh, wow. You know, like baller Rick, how Ricky, how yeah. baller Ricky Fowler was at the Ryder Cup. This is before that. This is like young Ricky Fowler mm. uh, with the boys, the golf boys. Uh, so I, there's another YouTube. There's a lot of videos for people for John to check out. There's some gems out there. I gotta, I gotta get out there and uh, take a look at them, Mike. I gotta move on from the golf. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask. Uh, okay. Let me ask you a question. Go for John, it. Uh, here's a thought for you. You know, some might say I'm on the John. You know, Ooh. thinking. Uh, here, I've been holding this one for a minute, and I want you to answer this, and then I think we should take one more break and then finish with the pot. So here's the question. Why is it that you drive on parkways and park on driveways? I've I've heard this before. Uh, But it's still still crazy. So the only – thing that I've ever been able to um, put together and this is a real stretch is a parkway maybe the first one was a highway they made through a park uh, you know I don't know when the first thing they called some of the parkway that sounds like some New Jersey shit that uh, I you know that I don't really care for they got parkways over there. They feel like they're, you know, bougie like that. And the driveway is your drive driving away from your house. That's the only reason I got it, Mike. Because otherwise, you're right. It should be a parkway 
where we where a driveway is and a, a driveway where they say it's a parkway. You're right. It should be the other wow. way. But what do you think about those two? Did I did I come close? <laughs> Dude, on, honestly, uh, I've had that I've had that question written down for a long ass time, and I've added to the to my notes. And I've thought about that question and how to answer that question. And I had no idea. But you did it, man. I I never would have thought of that. I never would have thought of that. And that's what you're going to get. It'll close the takes. I'm going to hit you with one more break and we'll be back. See ya. Peace. Mike. Hey, John, what's going on, bro? I was looking, you know, obviously, Mike, we're back at the Colson Takes. Find us anywhere on every platform, John J. Pat, uh, John Wick. Mike, tell the people where you're at real quick. Then uh, I got a question. Uh, follow me on Twitter at SC underscore Caster. We really hit the people hard with with that. So, you know, apologies. But, hey, got to do it. John, what's up? I got one more. Uh, so I was looking through the uh, the drafts, the Twitter drafts, if you will, which is a hellscape uh, in and of itself. <laughs> exactly. Some, you know, but uh, I came across one, Mike, that I think would be a good question on the heels of uh, of the driveway and parkway question. Okay. Okay. If if you could add a mandatory amount of alcohol to a sport. Which sport would it be and how funny would it be? Like, okay, and pretext. I'm eliminating bowling, golf, uh, hockey, because beer leagues exist. You know, I'm talking like, would football be funny? Would the NBA be funnier? You know, like, what do you think, Mike? Would baseball be funnier? Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, what would be funnier if the athletes had to be kind of hammered to play? Okay. Okay. Yes. Tra- track this, and field, maybe the Olympics. This is what up? I want. I don't know. <laughs> so there's this there's this dude uh, on YouTube. His his channel. His name is uh, You Betcha. And uh, ironically, they have a podcast that's also sponsored by Anchor. So pretty that's good, up. and they're they're pretty big, by the way. But anyway, this dude. He's pretty much like big into Bush Light, the beer. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's got this one where it's called uh, Latte. And they basically put the Bush Bush Light in a, you know, Gatorade cooler and have an epic game of beer pong, right? And they call it Latte, you know, Bush Latte, you know, Mm -hmm. Gatorade. Got right. It. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the parallel I'm trying to make is we need that for basketball. I think. I think. You you think it's basketball, Mike? Because I I. I think it's basketball because they run okay. they run all the time in in soccer and foot in football and and then and then uh, American football way too violent. So the best sport to do it in is basketball because. You know, you, there's timeouts and stuff, and you got, you put the beer in a cooler and everything. So right. I think Ooh. it'd be funny because you know they're you know it's a sport, it's athleticism, 
and mm. they're exhilarated. You're, you're dehydrated, is what I'm trying mm. to say. You're dehydrated. And yeah. I think it'd be funny to see how everything transpires on the court. Now, see, I think it might have, it has to be basketball because that's kind of how you, because NBA players drunk would be like still what? like a, a billion times better than you and your friends would be on your best day. No, so, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, but, but the thing that you want to see is like, you know, Durant and somebody, you know, fought, it from half court. <laughs> no, no, but like, yeah, well that too, but like, yeah, crossing somebody up and, you know, they pull off the move and then they, and then they just laugh in the dude's face because they're, they're, drunk. they're like, ah! It's, it's just, yeah. I don't know. It, it would be fantastic. I, I, I think you, I think you hit it on the head there. Um, you know, I, I, it's got to be basketball, Mike, because football, yeah, the plays it wouldn't work really if they were all hammered. It would look sloppy. Baseball, I mean, everybody's been to uh, you know, a guy's slow pitch softball league when in their fifties. Like that's exactly what it is. It's, it would be the same thing, right? They, the pitchers would just be you know grooving them down. And the hitters would be just be waving at fastballs down the middle that were going like sixty-eight. <laughs> you know, like you know, I don't, I don't want to see that. I don't, so I think it would be basketball, but because the Olympics are coming up, Mike, I would, I gotta introduce a sport that I think would be brilliant if you were hammered. For okay. the Olympics, is it? Yes. Uh... The shot put. If that's what it is. It's the, the shot put. Oh, <laughs> because how funny would it be if they just kept spinning? <laughs> like it fell down. Like <laughs> I would laugh every time. Well, like, the requirement would have to be you have to like shotgun a beer and yes. then and then do one. Yes, Mike. Now we're on to something. We need to talk to the Olympic uh, Athletic Committee here. And uh, and and make it so you have to shotgun a beer and then shot put, and yeah. or or uh, or how about the uh, or the javelin that be or the or the uh, the high jump, the triple jump. You imagine that with those sticks as they go over the pole, dude. That would be so funny. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, also, speed walking. Okay. Yes. That, that that's an actual thing in the Olympics. Yes. So once again, dehydration factor, you know, we get the alcohol flowing, speed walking, and then you get the hel- the beer helmet on, the two cans while we're speed walking with a Batman utility belt of more beers. Like, it'd That's be right. fantastic. Now, now I, I think I the people, it. I hope the people who are, who are listening to this realize that Mike has now taken on both sports that he wants longevity in the drinking. So I was thinking of some sports that would be drinking right before. So Mike, I like where your head's at, that it's about dehydration. So you got to sustain the the drunk. I was thinking they show up drunk, Mm. but I don't think that changes either argument because NBA players drinking all game would be awesome. I want to immediately. Well, th- for the NBA, I would say like they could only drink Hennessy, and like they can eat and wine, wine. Like wine. Th- this is what this is what I envision. Okay, you're you're on the bench. They have the little chairs. 
And under every single chair is an individual pint of Hennessy for the players. Yeah. Uh, and that and, that would be, fan, like, the best. Absolutely. And their favorite bottle of red, Mike, because you got to get the <laughs> antioxidants, right? Because, right. because you got to be – LeBron. No, even playing us, field. You even playing field. Everybody does the Henny. Yeah, and then, Henny, Henny and wine. And oh, you, wait. And, what if what – if, Whiskey too. Uh, the home team, angry. home team chooses the the drink. Ooh, is drink ball. They they know Katie's deathly allergic to tequila, so they send them two bottles of Don. <laughs> I mean, of, uh, of like uh, a Don Julio or something. <laughs> Patrolled right to his room. It's the drinking before the game. That's awesome, <laughs> Mike. I love this. Michael's secret stuff would literally become Michael's secret stuff. <laughs> it's, it's too good. It would make it would make sports better. Like if oh, it, like no. same thing on the hydration. Like like if they had like the Tour de France is probably like one of the toughest sporting events that there yeah. is. Like if they had to do that where they but they only can drink beer, like and then they're like trying to ride their bikes and go hundred and twenty miles a day, like come on. Mike, that <laughs> that Mike, that tournament would have taken the entire pandemic. Right. Like, and so, and still so be got, out there. <laughs> so they got uh, you know, cars in the you know, behind the Peloton and everything where, you know, they got the extra wheels, extra bikes, like you name it. And uh, I could just like the drunk bicycle riders, and then you got the peloton of like regular dudes are like they're sober and they're just watching it, and then they just oh man, just, ah, sign me up. So Mike, I thought I thought you'd appreciate that that question uh, on the heels of uh, of that one. Uh, it, oh, that was in the Mike. It was in in that realm, the, yeah. You know, in there, and uh, I, uh, I got one for you, John. Oh, come on, keep going. Okay, okay. So, are you familiar with uh, the song "All I Want to Do" by Cheryl uh, Crow? Yeah, it's have some fun. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. This is this is no slander, by the way, because this song is is uh, class, as they say. Okay, oh, it's class. Uh. So you're familiar with the song. You probably everybody, you know, we know the lyrics. All I want to do is have some fun. I'm not the only one. Okay. Fantastic song, summer mm-hmm. hit, absolute banger, shell crow. Sure. Well. Okay. But the thing is, the lyrics to this song are the most random bag of words that have yes. ever been assembled in a song that there's ever been. Uh, this is no slander of this song. It's one of the best, right. but the words that are in this song are ridiculous. Okay? Like, I'm tell going, me about it. I'm going to read you the, <laughs> the first verse, okay? And then the second verse will be a tease for everybody because the second verse is a lot choppier than the first. So no the way. First, yeah, yeah. The second verse is like whoa, but because you got to think objectively because that's what we're doing here. That's right. So right. here's the, here's the first verse. Okay, all I want to do is have a little fun before I die. 
says the man next to me out of nowhere. But it's apropos of nothing. He says his name is William, but I'm sure he's Bill or Billy or Mac or Buddy. Okay. What? Wait, that was the whole wait, that was the whole first verse? No, no, that is just the first part of the first verse. Okay. Oh Jesus. He Christ. says okay. his name is William, but I'm sure he's Bill or Billy or Mac or Buddy. Like that is the best, bro. Okay. Right, What's going on. on here? Yeah. We, we move on. We move on. And okay. he's playing ugly to me. Okay. And I wonder if he's ever had a day of fun in his whole life. We are drinking beer at noon on a Tuesday in a bar that faces a giant car wash. The good people of the world are washing their cars on their lunch break, hosing and scrubbing as best they can in skirts and suits. They drive their shiny Datsun and Buicks back to the phone company, the record store, too. Well, they're nothing like Billy and me, because all I want to do is have some fun. I got a feeling I'm not the only one because all I wanted. And that's the first. That's the first verse of the real song. Of the real song. Okay. The real song. There's no way. He says his name is William, but I'm sure he's Bill or Billy or Mac or Buddy. It's literally one of the best lyrics I've ever heard. That's that's just like, you know, G's moving silence like lasagna. Like that's (laughs) one of the best verses. Uh, I'm telling you, if you want that sort of vibe, listen to this song. Listen to because I guarantee you, people have never really listened to the lyrics of the song. And then you you listen to the lyrics, and you're like, oh, absolutely not. Yeah, and the most famous one is the Third Eye Blind song that was actually about doing crystal meth uh, uh, all the time, and uh, um, I want something else to get me through the semi-charm kind of life. Like that that song, right? But if you listen to the lyrics, it's literally about doing crystal meth every day. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we missed both of these gems in the 90s, Mike. How did this happen? I mean, that's, did they ever use that song in Breaking Bad? They oh, had to. Mike, they if, had they to. Didn't, if they didn't, they should have. Uh, that would have been a big swig and a miss on a show Wait. that's almost perfect. Um, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Like everybody agrees that that show is like one of the best. Um, one, John, one I of the ask best. You one one other question to piggyback off this. Sure. Um, how how do you feel about Bad Larry, bro? The term, the terminology, Mike, Mike. It's been underused for too long. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very much going to be the leader on this uh, front about how uh, you know we really need to bring this back into society. Uh, bad Larry, there, Mike. There are a couple of Bad Larrys out there that you're looking at right now. You might say, look, you might go, you might say, uh, you know, maybe uh, like right now, I got a dog uh, in here. Her name's Oval, but uh, look at that. But bad she's Larry. a bad Larry. Yeah, look at that bad Larry over there. Dude, the bad Larry yeah. is the most versatile term in the history of phraseology. I mean, of two words together, bad Larry might be up there with describing anything and everything you could. That's a bad Larry. Yeah, you don't know what I'm talking about. Nothing better than like an organic bad Larry. 
after, yeah, you, after, after you don't say bad Larry for a long time and then you throw throw it out there and you're like oh man let me just get that bad Larry over there and no. uh you know you don't have to explain yourself because context clues man and you're just you're just winning like I remember the first time I heard a bad Larry do you remember the first time you heard a bad Larry yeah yeah I think so dude because I'll tell you. It was like 10 it, years ago. It was in Falmouth, Massachusetts in 1997. <laughs> and the reason I remember it is because I had caught a fish I had caught a fish with my <laughs> grandfather and my uncle and my cousin. And when I and my father. And when I say I caught a fish, I mean they caught a fish and happened to be on my fishing pole. <laughs> I was again, I'm like six when this happened. Right? Yeah, they just handed you the pole. Yeah, and then once yeah, once it started tugging, they took over. Uh, So I caught a fish. We get back to the marina, and uh, you know they would take the fish out and bring it in, make sure it weighs enough that we could you know leave with it, right? And uh, and the fisherman that was you know weighing it out or whatever was like, "All right, you're all good to take this bad Larry home." And I thought that they named the fish at the fisher market. I didn't know they were weighing them out, Mike. I thought they were naming them. <laughs> so I thought that the fish's name was Larry. <laughs> I'm six years old, Mike. Like, I, hey, man, that is the best. I was like, why do we have to give the fish to this guy? And my dad was like, just don't worry about it. Like, we're fine. And then so you take this bad Larry home. And I thought his name was Larry. And that's what they do. That's what they do with the fish market, you thought, Mike. You thought, like, the fish is, you know, you know, Technical name was badly. Well, you, uh, we you gotta think, got you gotta think about it. Today. Yeah, like you get a like no, but think about it. Like you get a, a dog, right? You get a dog. They name it at the shelter, right? You get to pick whatever name you want after. But I thought that that was like the same thing. I think I don't know. I was six years old, Mike. Maybe I just no, I like name and fish is Larry. But I remember the first time I heard it, and only because of that ridiculous, embarrassing story of me on the dock. <laughs> In Falmouth, Massachusetts. Uh, That's oh, super funny. Man, Shout what, out. Shout out to Kate Falmouth. Yeah. What, a, what a time. Um, what a time to be alive uh, back then. Jesus Christ. A, ba- a bad Larry. Mike, you know what's a good one to use out here that really throws people? That I didn't realize. It's very specific to our area, but also is a very versatile phrase, two-word phrase. Wicked good. Yeah, wicked good, man. It's a good, it's a good phrase, man. It really is. Or wicked bad. Basically, wicked anything is just a great two word phrase, and because you could it could go both ways. Because I don't know where bad Larry is. Maybe we're being sarcastic, right? Maybe he's a funny guy. He's a bad Larry. Uh, It's it's wicked, man. Bad Bad Santa was a funny movie. The people across the pond, bro, (laughs) they say wicked as well. Right. So it's like, hey, man, we're cultured. We're like Renaissance. Man. Yeah, and they say, and they say, bloody brilliant. Like, what the hell does that mean? Just bloody brilliant. <laughs> right. Like, oh, you know, what is it, hey? Yeah. What's up, bro? <laughs> All right. Name? So, uh, John, I got another question for you. Okay. What is what's the what's the best toy for dogs? For dogs. Yeah, the um, best toy. What's the best toy for dogs? A box. Okay, I like that. I'm, I, okay, because you're not saying just like one you can buy, so I like that. 
No, Mike, it, and I'm telling you, from what I've seen from, uh, you know, living with my girl and, and uh, her training the dogs is literally overall, I would say the box holds like a real strong 60% best toy if I had to survey uh, said dogs. They're, yeah, they're, like, I, I like you that. Know, it's a, it's a big one for them, uh, you know, because they can tear it up or they just play with it, you know, depending on size of said box. Uh, mm-hmm. It, it really depends, but uh, or bone, a bone is up there too. Any kind of bone, they love bones. True, I don't know why true. they love bones? Um, so they they do it all the time. So that's it. those two. But I would say box is the uh, the winner there. Uh, what would okay, you I I like that. You didn't say you didn't say what I picked. So my my pick here is an old shoe. Okay, you Ooh. know, don't go out and you know. You can buy dog toys for your dog. Like, that's fun. That's fine. But, you know, you could throw it – you could throw – save some money sometimes. You could get a box. You get an old shoe. You know, they yeah. love that. Laces, they love it. Got to have it. Now, <laughs> Mike, they steal shoes in this house, I, I have noticed. Um, and more importantly, you know what they do steal? Socks. Like, but only use socks from like the laundry basket, right? Because it has smells. Like dogs are attracted to smells, so that's what they do. Right. So, one of the dogs I live with, uh, um, you know, our dog Cooper, he's kind of an idiot. I've told you about him before. He's a big uh, doodle idiot, loving the death. He's fantastic, but he loves to steal socks, man. Like that's his gig. Like, that's all he does <laughs> like, all day long. Like, when he's not outside doing anything else, you know what I mean? He's in here trying to steal socks. So, some dogs do have that one thing that they definitely do. But old shoes, man, that's universal. You well, know? Yeah. Like, that's... Yeah, that's you, got... bring, you bring up a good point, though, John, about um, the smells and stuff. Because that's why... Like, yeah. Chris's, Chris, Chris's, uh, you know, dog, their dog, right? Like, I'll come over post workout and I have these old, you know, Vans shoes, you know, these yep. old high top Daniels on. And uh, the dog just like goes nuts. Try if I got any lace exposed, like, it was, oh my God. Oh God. So that's how I got the old shoe. Well, Mike, I love it. Uh, you know, I mean, I I don't think you're wrong at all. To be honest with you, old shoe is a great one. Uh, you know, bo- box forget. Don't spend money on the on the rubber toys. Just get a bone or box or get them an old shoe. I mean, and you're saving money, right? But, yeah, Mike, we're trying right. we're trying to help dog owners here. Help them out, John. Um, okay, another question I have for you. I'm wrapping sure. these up to piggyback. Okay, this question requires no elaborate uh, elaboration. Okay. You give me a percentage, and that's it. I ask you the question, percentage it, and we move on. Okay? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I'm here. Uh, what is your percentage, you think, of intelligent space life in our world? Like, excluding our world? Like, uh, like if, they, you know, aliens, like, to come into Earth. Is there's ninety nine percent more aliens in the in what we call a universe than there are on the planet. They outnumber us a billion to one in okay. any way. Hundred percent. Okay. I'm an alien okay. guy. 
that that's the answer we, we <laughs> yeah. want. Because if you don't think that, man, like you better watch out. Well, you're just an idiot, man. It's literally statistics. <laughs> like statistics could couldn't have proven you more wrong. And if you're on the other side, but the earth is flat, Mike. So what do we know, Kyrie? Mm. Mm. Now, now, Mike, I got I got another one. I was thinking of, and we're just gonna ask random questions from now on because I'm I'm going through my uh, my drafts here, and they're great. Um, what are some of the nicknames and the best ones if you could give me? You've had for a coworker, like even if it's like a shit job you had in the summer or whatever, because you know, not the standard like chief guy. Bro, you know, like, what, what was a good nickname you had for a coworker? Bad Larry. <laughs> a bad Larry. <laughs> hey, what's up, Larry? Son of a bitch. All right, next question. Uh... Bad Larry, you know, uh... no. I, honestly, man, if if you call somebody that you see all the time, an obscure name, then there's nothing funnier than that. Dude, you don't like even try to fix it either. Where they tell you multiple times, you just keep going to that same one. Right, right. <laughs> but like this person obviously knows, you know, their you know their name, but you know, just like every now and then, you know, you hit them with, you know, they could be they could be a freaking Steve one day. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know, man. I, I mine was, uh, I had a coworker, and her uh, last name was Newton, so I called her Figs. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how much you need to know to understand office humor, man. Like that is what gets you through the day. For those of you who don't know or haven't had the absolute privilege to work at an office um that is what it is and those kind of jokes fig news that is, that is very very good it's good stuff right i i like that i like that the what she's got to do is you know she's gotta start eating fake news man She's not a big fan of the Newtons, uh, the Figs, of course. Uh, but uh, it was still good. They helped me out when I uh, was in the hospital recovering from that's true. brain. That's true. Yeah. So they're good. if they're good for people who fight cancer, they're good enough for uh, Newton in the office. Yeah, I mean, you, you got like I got. I was I was actually just reading some of the stuff that I have in here, and it is. You got another one? I I gave you a couple. I do. I do. Um. Well, it, it, one of them I had was: Is Bryson's hat so bad that it ends all hats on the tour? Which <laughs> might actually be true. <laughs> um, and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a good. That was a real. He good definitely, he definitely ruined it. Well, you find it here. I got one for you. So, uh, I I thought of uh, I thought of this. Okay, what is 
What is like the worst color to be? To, or the what? What you know? If someone compliments on compliments you for what you wear, right? What color do you have to have on for it to be like the the sorriest like compliment? Like what color? Like what you know? Like I really like. Oh, your blank outfit today. Like where you might think it's an insult. No, no, not thinking it's an insult. Like you look, you you you're dripped out. You look really good. Uh, you're right. dressed with nines. Uh, it's definitely not an insult. Like, but you're dressed in a color where, like, maybe it's not perceived as a good-looking color. Oh, uh, if you can pull off orange, I mean, anybody who can pull off orange, good for you. Because uh, that's a that's a terrible color. Yeah, it's uh, tough. And, and you know what's a, a really bad one, color. too? Is a pe- uh, like a, a, a peach color. Mm. Like, too much peach color. You know what I mean? Dude, I don't know. That's a tough I, one. I could see myself wearing some sort of like flowing button down, like peach button down with like some peach pants I with some so, like man. some like tan sandals and you'd have to be really, somewhere. really tan, pal. Because that, that those colors yeah, are Italian. Very, if you're if you're white like me, Mike, that I'm washed out. You can't you can't <laughs> see me. Yeah, you're, no, yeah, like, you're not wearing peach. You're not wearing peach. All right, so the color I oh. had in mind. What, what do you got? You got one? Yeah, I got one, but go ahead, finish your thought. All right, all right. The color that I have is gray, okay? Because imagine you're like, oh, yeah, I really like your gray outfit, okay? Now, I, mm-hmm. I'm a person. I do like gray. I really do. Uh, yeah. And so I find it funny where, like, yeah, I look good right now. But I'm dressed in all gray, right? Boom, and uh, so yeah, I always find I, I always find that funny. Yeah. Oh, what's well, your Mike, favorite color? Oh, it's gray, Mike. And this is even more wonderful because I, you know, of uh, uh, you know how subjective this is, depending on actually how you look. Because you, some people look good in a suit, some people don't. Some people, you know, whatever color it may be. And everybody's going to have this one different. And mine has to be the orange, man. Oh, it's really bad. Uh, now, Mike, I found one that you're going to appreciate, okay? Why, okay? why is a wise man and a wise guy opposites? Why is a wise man and a wise guy opposites? Because... They well, a wise guy is just sarcastic, and a wise man has knowledge. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, probably that. Right, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, what you know, wise guy is a criminal, right? He's supposed to be a you know connected to organized crime, right? Oh yeah, wise wise man. 
Yeah. And a wise man is, you know, a Mr. Miyagi type. So, you know, why are they two opposites and it's just changing the same word, you know? Ooh, that's a good one. Right? I, I, all right. I, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if you didn't like that one, but... Uh, no, I did. I did. That's deep. I mean... Here's one. Here's one. What's more reliable? Urban Dictionary or Merriam-Webster Dictionary? more reliable yeah but um you know what the funny thing is um i think it really depends on your job oh well yeah you definitely i don't think can use i think and it also generational we didn't definitely we we had it we had urban dictionary to look up things and i feel like people you know five to eight years younger than us had that to understand things better than we we had to look up shit in a dictionary i had to use a uh 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 what it was that the the dewey decimal system or some something for you know to look up a book Mm. in a library we had computers that were running on like uh i don't know like biblioteca stuff i don't even dude it was tough growing up for us with that so i don't know so marion webster was the dictionary but to get along now urban dictionary kind of breaks it down a little bit easier yeah i I think i think urban dictionary has the best example sentences in in sentence history doesn't get better Yeah. yeah i don't know um i was wondering I mean, the obvious, you know, ones you see all the time are, you know, why are there uh, Braille dots on the keypad of a drive-up ATM? That doesn't, like, legitimately doesn't make any sense. Uh, and uh, sour cream, and then why does it have a use-by date? <laughs> Get it, right? Mm-hmm. But um, here's one, Mike, that really stumps me, and I have this in my drafts here, is Why? Why do we do this? That when I'm trying to find a house or an apartment or a number I'm looking for, I turn down the radio. Like, why do I do that? Do you do that? Because I do it every time. And you can't hear yourself think. Is that what it is? But, but like, it shouldn't matter, right? Like, we have GPS and shit now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm well, not I think it's... I, I think it's a distinguished, like you're trying to, you know, when you're jamming in the car, you're jamming, you're relaxing. And then when you're trying to find out, you know, where you're at, like you're being more serious. So like, I, I would assume like, oh man, I gotta focus up here. Let me, let me turn down the radio a little bit. Yeah, so that's what I'm wondering. I'm I'm literally throwing it out to everybody who's listening. Like, why do we do that? Because I see it all the time. And um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, just the random questions that we have. I love yeah, that people yeah. are going to be listening to our – and, Mike, I'm sure I'll probably have some more um, on-the-john questions for next week. I'll have to put a few together. Yeah, dude. Uh, for the next pod, you know, it'll be more fun like – more solid recaps on some you know different events some sporting events our best analysis but yeah man you know we're just having fun this is the cold space right. podcast you know uh john why don't you tell the people where you're at and we'll be at it 
John J. Pat, uh, John Wick, follow us on every platform possible. Calls it takes. Mike, we're at it. Right, every platform. Ask every platform. John J. Pat, look for us. Subscribe. It's been fun. See, there's a couple couple bad Larrys cutting it up. Bad Larrys, you son of a bitch. One more time. <laughs> uh, you bit you bad Larry. You. I'll see you later. <laughs> All right. Peace out. Later. See you on the next one. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.